Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, computer, why don't you go ahead and uh, chart us a course home through the Odinian Nebula, please. Captain, I do not advise that. You know it is dangerous. And there are pirates and beasts. In the space, the deep space. Yeah, computer, just maybe do what I say, please. Uh, go ahead and, uh... What are... What's with the alarms? What's going on? I did try to warn you. <sighs> Activate rigging protocols. Hello, I am Ken Brown, and as your Game Master, I welcome you back to the world of Riven, the Shattered Continent. Will the rest of this merry band introduce themselves? Hello there, uh, I'm Harkos Ironjob Bizarro, and I'm an Alakokra monk. And the world is confusing lately, but I plan to use my second chance to give everyone else theirs. And I'm portrayed by Nick Simpson. And I am Trevor Ironjaw. The world is strange right now. But I have given my word. No matter how fate directs me, I shall stand and protect those who cannot protect themselves. Portrayed by Brad Konauer. Thanks, crew. And thank you for joining us at our table. Now, prepare yourselves for Rolling in the Geek. Hello, listeners. Ken, your Game Master here. I want to thank you for joining us here at Rolling in the Geek. We are once again, though, asking you for your support, because through your support, we are able to create content with improved quality and quantity. Check out Rolling of the Geek over on Patreon and choose a tier with rewards that fit you. Every little bit helps us along our path. Now back to three guys who are more excited to game than sleep. Last time on Rolling in the Geek. The guards have interrupted date night, much to the displeasure of both Harkos and Trevor. They are taken by their separate groups and both interact with the leaders, which is equally unpleasant for both of them. The only one that seems to be somewhat on the level is named William, who says he is the captain of the guard for Aetherport. He is surprised by the news of the, the duo shares about the dragons, but he tells them that he hasn't heard any reports about dragon activity, and he does sit on the council for King Gibbous Jubilee. 
They are shown into the throne room to meet with the king and find him along with his whole assembly. King Jubilee has a boisterous interaction with them and says that he was excited to meet them after hearing that they helped quell a rebellion of peasants in Aramor. They tell the council that they were not in Aramor to squash a rebellion, but to fight a dragon, and that the information that they have is wrong. Lord Tyrillion speaks to them about how that can't be true because the reports that they have received were to the contrary and accuses them of fear-mongering. They fight back and forth with Malus and the king's mother making whispers into his ear. They eventually depart in frustration and leave the castle into a blizzard. Trevor decides that he wants to head back to the clothier to reacquire his armor just in case. And as they make their way, the snow stops. And that is where we pick back up. Oh, boy. I don't know. The way that I said that's where we pick back up sounded a lot more ominous. than It did. It sounded very ominous. I don't think I appreciate your omniscienty. And that is where we pick back up. No, no, too much. Did I sound like I was on radio there for a minute? Kind of. I have music that sounds like that, and that's what's going to so, happen there. Hey, this is Ken on 98.5K. We're getting ready to jump right back into this encounter, but first, let's hear them old songy blues. 95.8 The Geek. Just an outlet da, 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 down in the monastery. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have no friends. Da, 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 da. Everyone was mean to me. <laughs> this is why I do and, parodies and don't write originals, ladies and gentlemen. And now we need that as one of your parodies at the end of the, we'll, we'll, of the episode. We'll, we'll, we'll see about it because making up my own melody pre recording and then remembering the fucking thing, writing lyrics to songs that already exist is a challenge in and of itself, which is why I have to write at the top of the page what fucking song it is. So if I ever go back to it, I know what the syncopation for my lyrics should be. Sometimes Nick fits many word into small syncopation <laughs> and later Nick does not know how made happen. <laughs> um, so to write my own thing and then go, right. How did this fucking go? Kudos to why, fucking songwriters. This is why you why have use, music. Why use lot word when few word could do trick. You see, you see, <laughs> So we're we're making our way towards the clothing shop. Yes. Yes. Um So Hakos, um obviously we've created quite a stir. Perhaps we get my armor and I send Kingsley with a note back to the Bravo to inform them of what's going on. I don't think we should go back on the off chance that they perhaps don't know what ship we came in on. It's, um, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, uh, I'm gonna take paper out of my, my pack. Just want to point out Trevor gives a shit about Captain uh, Kirby. <laughs> and, uh, Wanna, <laughs> Brad just moves past it. No he's, comment. He's just ignoring it. And I love it. I wanna, okay. I wanna, I wanna start writing out a note to okay. to Len, to Lenara. You forgot how to write. Ah, oh, damn. So I wanna start writing out a note to Lenara. 
that things potentially have gone not as planned and uh, we don't want to lead anybody back to the ship just in case they uh yeah on on the on the chance that they they don't know which ship we came in on uh if somehow i could manage my hammer that would be great i'm going to head to my armor now but we would like to make sure that neither uh her or evelyn or begrudgingly kirby take any heat or any of them i mean or any of them, but yes, oh, them. Uh, Hakos, is there anything you'd like to put in this before I send Kingsley with it? Um, uh, Phil's drunk. He doesn't fucking know. Yeah, but you want to know what else Phil is? Not with us. So you want to know what happens if if we have to bunk- bunker down somewhere else or get captured somewhere else and Phil's just off on his do you know how fun that conversation's gonna be uh, do you know how great it's gonna be for Phil to be like why didn't you guys take me with cause you were drunk you were fucking sloshed so was Harkos yeah fucking talk your way out of that circle let's not focus on the future let's focus on the now though you've put a really interesting idea in my head oh, well, of, of how fun it would be for, for Nick to play Evelyn for Brad to play Lenara and then you go on a rescue mission with Phil if you guys get kidnapped. Oh my god. I I, I simultaneously like and hate it at the same time. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I'm like I'm like super here for it. Like I think that's genius, but I don't wanna play Lenara. Oh, too fucking bad, bitch. <laughs> You might have started this fucking cruise, but you're just a, a passenger now. I I like it though. That's, that's pretty neat. Uh, so uh, just so that I'm clear, are you trying to like because I she has your hammer? Yeah. I uh, so are you like going to try to set up uh, to meet with her somewhere? Yeah, if she could meet us somewhere, if she could. If she could manage to meet us somewhere unseen. If not, then no. Did did you take the sword? What sword? Your dad's sword? I don't believe so. No, no, I didn't. Okay. I was going to say... Cause <laughs> I was going to be surprised if you said yeah, because I'm fairly positive you handed it back to him. Of course, I guess we could go by his shop, too. Well, I was just going <sighs> to... Just bust in, steal all your dad's shit. Or he might still oh, be no. there. Who fucking knows? I, yeah, but I, yeah, no, I. Uh, what's I what's closer right now? Is it my I don't dad's think shop? Has anything to say? Or or is it the or is it the the clother? I uh, probably the clother. Okay, so that's definitely where we want to go first. Yeah, because you, your your dad's shop. I mean, it's in the nicer areas of town, but the. Uh, uh, you know, the Dove restaurant that you went to and, and thereby the, the clothing shop that you passed by to get there is much closer to the castle. And, and Nick, you said you don't think Harkos has anything to say in the note. 
No, he honestly, he'd probably be like, sure, let me see it. And he'd just sign his name at the bottom. Okay. <laughs> that would be it. So it has his handwriting there. Uh, so if, if Evelyn goes to read it, she knows that Harkus was of drunken mind and body whilst the note were written in his presence. Yeah. So so we'll do that. Um. Shit. No. You know. No. I don't want her to bring me my hammer. We'll we'll leave that out of the note. Okay. Um. And then and then we'll we'll do the father's shop one because I I think logically that makes more sense. So. Yes, they already know that. Yeah. Who you know your dad is. So yeah, we'll so, leave the hammer part out. So are we going to the clothier and your dad's shop, or just your dad's shop? Yeah, the clothier okay. first. I need my armor because I'm I'm in fancy clothes. So on our way to the clothier, yeah, I do love that Harkos has not had a comment about that, <laughs> and I think that it just kind of passed underneath the yeah, radar. You, you know what it's going to be? He's drunk enough <sighs> that he notices it, but he doesn't really register it. But when he when he the goes to sleep moment, and wakes the up, first fucking moment, we're going to wake up in prison together. He's going to go. Did you have on a fucking suit yesterday? <laughs> Last night? Whatever. Oh, my brain is pounding. It feels like yeah. there's a woodpecker on my cerebellum. So I'm going to finish up the note, roll it up, and give it to Kingsley. Please take that to Lenara, if you would. Hey, uh, so Kingsley uh, kind of hops down on your arm and grabs a hold of the note in his beak. And he looks at you. He just stares at you for a real long time. Um. But, 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 pet him on the head. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't move or flinch or anything when you do it. He just uh, stares at you. Are you, Kingsley? Are you okay? I. Uh, hang, hang on. Well, okay. Uh, Harkos half stumbles up to Kingsley and looks him dead in the eyes. And in Orin, like very drunken Orin, uh, goes, listen, I know that it's your job, but it's also mine. And I promise that I will do as good as I can. Just make sure you hurry. He, no. he will be safe. So now he, he looks back and forth between the two of you. <laughs> you can tell that there, like, there's a little bit of concern in those bird eyes. Hey, Kingsley, we will be fine. Please. He, he begrudgingly turns and then spreads his wings and takes off from your arm. He does a sad look over his shoulder back at you as he flies away. You're evil. Uh, before we get going, just to nip any kin fuckery in the ass, uh, Harkos is gonna look at look Trevor up and down and they go, you don't, you don't have your hammer. Oh. I also don't have my armor, which is where we're going to go now. Harkos is going to reach in his bag and pull out the dragon rock dagger. Go, Better than nothing. 
Fair enough. I mean, it, give, oh. it gives you a weapon. Right. You'll probably yeah, still die, yeah. but at least you'll die fighting <laughs> with with oh. more than unarmed strikes, because that's my thing. I'll uh, I'll take the, the dagger. But okay. on to the shop. All right. So you head to the clothing shop. Ken's laughing at how paranoid we are right now. Yep. It's going to be a perfectly calm, no bad, nothing. <laughs> so he's, he's like, gonna, I didn't uh, have anything planned to screw with you guys. We're going to get pulled into some political fucking fight, and that's going to be the thing. And here we are, ready to be bum-rushed, literally. Uh, so the streets are very different than when you made your way to the castle. Uh, fucking yeah, blizzard. Yeah, and and again, that was not happening before right. your respective dinners. Uh, the streets are just empty now. Uh, you you there's a few people that look almost to be like uh, like city workers that are out trying to to get some of this shit out of the way uh, with with fantasy shovels, but. <laughs> It's That's very right. we we know they're underpaid and overworked. It's fine. Uh, but they're <laughs> having a hard time trying to to keep on top of it. I mean, the, the snow has stopped, but it's it piled so much so quickly. And because the outside like it's melting at the top a little bit, which is just making it drain and then be heavier. So they're, right. they're having a hard time keeping up with it. Anyone who's lived in Illinois, you understand. Or Midwest. Or the Midwest, yep. Midwest in general. You understand. Uh, but, the, and even those are kind of few and far between. They just didn't have the workforce ready for some bullshit like this. Uh, but you are able to trudge your way back over to the clothing shop. Uh, and when you arrive, the lights are off and the front door is locked. I'm going to knock on the door. No, no answer. Like, so, so I, th- I, the way I see it is at first Trevor just kind of knocks as to not try to be too disrespectful. And then he's like, Ugh. so then we're, we're like banging on it now. Okay. Uh, so you start slamming on the door. Uh, and then you see a light from the second floor, uh, light up, uh, kind of like a blue tint to the light. Uh, and you hear some rustling around from inside. It takes a, a few minutes, and I, I think that are you being patient? Oh yeah. Being, once once okay. the light comes on and and I hear them rustling around, I'll I'll be patient. Okay. I'm, I'm glad Brad steamrolled this because I was checking um, to make sure there was lock picking tools in my thieves' tools. <laughs> and now knowing there was someone awake upstairs, I feel like that would have been a very piss poor idea. I uh, well. They, they weren't awake. Well, okay, uh, with the potential to wake up is, I guess, is the better way to put that. <laughs> that would have uh, not been well, fun. They, they, you know, they live in the second floor because they already own the property. Oh, so fuck, the fuck, no, not? scratch that. Brad, you have Veldra's sword. I forgot I have that. That's a better weapon than the fucking dagger. Oh, oh, yeah. That works for the moment, at least. I completely forgot I had that on me. Sorry, Ken. That's fine. I. Uh, so you... Uh, it, you, you you stand out in the snow for a little bit, and uh, eventually you hear the click of a lock and door open, uh, and it's the uh, the gentleman who was helping you. Oh, 
I'm sorry, I, we're close. I, um, I know you are, and I absolutely apologize for my rudeness, um, but I, I need to pick up my armor. Things have come up, and we have um, business that needs handled, uh, and I'm going to reach in my pocket and hand him 40 gold. Don't my oh you must really need your armor don't you and this is for your trouble i am so sorry i did not mean to wake you up but it is urgent oh well you know just you know getting myself ready for tomorrow but okay um that come on in get out get out of the snow never met this man and trevor's talking about how bad it is and so harko's brain just goes to how bad things are he's i'm being hunted for execution That's another story. Anyways, um, so he, he pulls the the door the rest of the way open, and and now you get a good look at he's wearing this long, uh, very fluffy robe, uh, and <laughs> has his hair done up in curlers. It, I, I, again, I'm so very sorry. Pardon the appearance. I, oh, you know, no. I, that gotta maintain all this you, you so, look fabulous it's it's fine don't you don't, don't worry oh, you you flatterer <laughs> I, come I, come on in we we had everything of yours cleaned and ready so it's it it's fine. much appreciated i i do appreciate it. and this suit was amazing i it's definitely amazing uh, would you like a garment bag so that uh you can keep it uh clean and safe um how about I I leave it here with you um for the time being and I will come back and pick it up. I feel like you're going to forget. I'll that remember. It is both me and the DM talking to you right. I'll, now. I'll 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 I can I can I can I'm like a steel trap. Well, this one Hargos uh, taps to, his head. To, to be honest, you you met the lady that I brought with me. I don't think she will let me forget. Okay. Um, I just <laughs> wanted. I just trying to. Take Sir, care just of... so you're aware, I'll make sure the DM reminds me. <laughs> what? That's oh, not okay. what I in that, said. In in that case, I will. Uh, <laughs> with that assurance, I will. I will hand hand the armor over, and I will take the suit. Uh, he so he goes back and he uh like opens up a uh, like a locker that you see behind the uh, behind the, the front counter and uh, takes out all of your pieces that they're all like polished and shined that they they still look like almost a little bit wet like the areas that have been cleaned uh, but it looks a lot nicer than it has been in a oh, long time my armor has not looked this well taken care of in so long you oh thank you again no you know we do what we can but uh, you know a, a proper blacksmith probably would have done a nicer job, but we, we did what we could. Well, I... Y- yes, you did an amazing job. But, uh, go hurry into the back room. Uh, you know, uh, you don't need to get changed out here. Don't yeah, I'm gonna... need Don't need somebody just running around in their skivvies in my shop. Oh, he, yes, no one wants to see that. He says this and Harkos has this light bulb come on and goes, Whoa! And starts pulling like <laughs> his belt and wraps out of his bag and starts putting his stuff back on, because he was still marginally naked from strip games. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make it canon that you're half naked. <laughs> I wasn't half naked. I just didn't the have the whole time that you were talking to the listen the whole time. Listen, listen. All that means 
is that Harkos didn't have his little rope around his thing and he didn't have wraps on. We didn't say, I didn't say that his robes were wide the fuck open in the front. For all we know, there's a little latch that keeps it there and the belt oh, is just for amazing. show. Okay. All I'm saying is that Harkos was very uncomfortable knowing that he wasn't dressed, quote unquote, to the way that he usually is when going into a fight. And this guy was like, can't have you running around in his skivvies. And he instantly realizes how naked his hands and feet feel. And he misses his belt. I'm not trying to canonize that I was naked when I met the king. I'm just saying that I never said Hargos put his clothes back on. And now okay. he is. Okay. I in no way was trying to make it say... I feel like if we were going to canonize that, a guard would have been stopped us and be like, maybe uh, close that up before you go in. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, of course. Yeah, I'll go in the back and put my put my armor on, though. Okay. Uh, so you get everything everything put on uh, and exit. You just you, you just hand the suit over to uh, yeah. this gentleman. Right. Yes. So you, you hand the suit over and he takes it with care and uh, takes it and hangs it back up at the same locker that he took your armor out of. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure that that gets all pressed and, oh. and cleaned for you. Uh, hey, thank sure you again. The, sure that the, you know, the the. Oh, I can't. I know that there's a term for it, but I'm sure that the pens have taken on a little bit of moisture from all the snow out there. Oh yes, a little bit. Thank you again for everything and, and for me bothering you. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Oh, you are most welcome. That when somebody's made for a suit, they're made for a suit, and I can't, uh, I can't take that <laughs> away from you. Well, thank you again, and and have have a good rest. Oh. Uh, you too, when you get there, I guess. It seems like you won't get one for a bit, though. How you're acting. Yeah, perhaps is- not. As we walk out the door and close it. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, I'm still in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I, obviously, I went with Trevor. So, uh, yeah, no, so now lowercase eyeline to the to the shop okay um, uh so, so you so when we come well, out i'll i'll say um Harkos, perhaps we go to father's shop next uh, okay unless you have other ideas no um nope can't right. think of, can't think of nothing. <laughs> Lowercase I line to the shop then. Technically there's proof at your father's shop. Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Not the first thing in Harker's mind though, so. Or mine, apparently. Well, I, that's why I said it outside a game, because I was trying to debate whether Harkos would be sound enough, and he's not. So. Except he's- He's mm. getting there. He's he's definitely sobered there's, up because of the argument, but there's there's proof, but we don't know who we can trust. So I'm not and saying I, to show. I'm saying if we are beset upon, there's a dragonborn. That's fair. I got gotcha. you, Harold, inside your dad's shop. Yeah. Okay. Lowercase I line to the shop. Okay. Uh, so you start running, and you are preparing for the hop. hop. Uh, can you both please roll a d12 for me? How oh. about no? Here I was picking up the nice heavy Trarcos D20 and he wants a fucking 12. That's a two. Which I can't fucking find any of my... There it is. 
Uh, I got an 11. Okay. Which, when added together, the two digits make a two. Ah. Uh, similarity. Okay. Uh, so you start making your way to the shop. The You get about halfway for, between uh, the clother and uh, the Ironjaw family shop. And the road that you would normally take to this is just completely covered in snow. As appears, just with the depth, that it'd be almost impassable at this time. Do you know another way around? There are several other ways. I, I, Trevor, you would definitely know this because of living here. I, uh, but they are by no means direct. Brad. Yeah, I was thinking. Okay, it's it was I, I guess, very quiet. I guess we take the the shortest other means. Okay, so because uh, I can't, you you. Uh, I'm gonna say that there's at least there's two different ways that you can go. Uh, you can go the very long way, which would take you back up into Hoity Toityville, uh, kind of nearby the castle. And then your other path, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, your other path would take you down into kind of a slum before going back up and into uh, the merchant district where your dad's I, shop is. I have a question before mm-hmm. we before we take an alternate path. Mm-hmm. I don't suppose my uh, my my lovely spirit guardians could clear the road for us, could they? Yeah, I'm not going to give you that one. Damn! <laughs> Summon up, they're like, you keep summoning us up for the stupidest thing! Harkos <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, would give you so much shit for enlisting the elderly to clear the snow. <laughs> another uh, another sp- Puffles oh. would give you Puffles would give you shit for using a third level fucking spell. To clear snow. <laughs> now I'm a, I'm gonna do it one better. I'm gonna do it one better. I how how much of the road is like it's it's impassable. Like so, it's clear across the road. Obviously, like how far is it impassable? You have you no tell. way of telling that. All and, right. And uh, uh, Kingsley has not returned to you yet, so you can't use him to try to find out. Well, how about this? 60 feet, I cast Wall of Fire. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's 60 feet long, and it can be up to 20, 20 feet in diameter and 20 feet high. I don't need it that high, obviously. Oh, oh, wait, hang on. Oh, a, a ring, in, I can do it in a ring in 20 feet in diameter, sorry. 60 feet long, 20 feet high, and one foot thick. Yeah, it's a little thin, but... I mean, I can cast it twice. <laughs> so I want to try it. I, I would say, uh, are you, you're, you're doing it? You've yeah, got, I'm going like, to do it. I, I'm going to look at Harkos. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to try something and it might be stupid, but let's see what happens. Um, stand back. 
And then I'll go ahead and uh, make Nick's reaction canonical. And as it happens, Harkos will go, oh, Jesus. Oh, gods, I guess, because, you know. I was going to say, because Jesus exists within this world. It's just a guy that Harkos knows from the uh, sanctuary, that's all. (laughs) Yeah, so, so like, since he's never done this and it's a concentration spell... I, I, I feel like what Trevor does is he kind of stops and, and puts his hands together and like envisions the runes that he normally has when he does anything hefty and and then the the wall like like the the runes go on the ground and like light up and then the wall of fire goes okay uh, I'm gonna say that that foot of thickness I I it's still hot. It's still fire. So it it starts to melt some width out it, from and that. It, and it that lasts foot. for a minute. Yeah. So so you you that have this wall that drops in the middle of the road. I uh, and and fucking starts to melt through the snow. Uh, after your minute of letting it do its thing, there is a nice long scorch mark along the road. Uh, which somebody from city planning is going to be very upset with you about. Uh, but you've created a pathway. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to kind of like walk down and see how it yeah. gets. Yeah. Right. Uh, after about 40 or so feet, the, the it starts to taper off and gets to a more easily walkable path. Nice. Because fuck me for planning something. Uh, so but you are able to pass through this little chunk uh you actually as you get around to the other side there's a dude who's leaning on a shovel (laughs) and he's like staring over as you guys pass through (laughs) thank you i guess um very very welcome i i don't know if i need to keep on shoveling or not that kind of I, I want to do that. <laughs> so no filter coast is going to look at Trevor. And go. What, <laughs> what if he would have been on the other end? By that five d eight damage certainly wouldn't feel too good for me. Harkos, <laughs> I I surveyed it quite well. I know you're intoxicated, but I I purposely kept it away from him. No, you did. You just said watch this, and then you walked up. <laughs> You did. You put some circles on the ground, and then you started burning things. I could, I could, I could have flown up and surveyed it, but you didn't ask. It was fine. I, I knew he was there. It was everything's fine. You know, sir, you don't actually look like you should be flying right now. Uh, he shouldn't be. Out there. He probably shouldn't be walking, but he's doing a darn good job. But I don't know how it could actually appear that you have three legs, but they just keep on wobbling. I was, on, I was on a date. <laughs> the the oh oh I get it oh ah good one I like it. Use the, that on my wife when I get later when the, I get home later. The, oh, fir- the first the first date ever. Oh oh the, congratulations! I uh, I tip my shovel to you. Um, thanks. The the king ruined it, so that's exciting. We should get going, Harkos. 
Well, I was having fun. You, you um, guys don't. You, oh, okay, you're going. Okay. Yeah, Trevor drags Arcos over. <laughs> Trevor, I didn't even tell him about the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> like a steel trap, Arcos is mine. <laughs> Fucking Fort Knox. Nothing goes in, nothing comes out. Wait, whatever goes in doesn't come out. You know what? I stick by what I said the first time. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. It wasn't That's a mistake, awesome. it was a choice. Okay. Uh, so you you get to the other side. Uh, you have your little interaction with the city worker, who was apparently pseudo-Australian. Uh, <laughs> and I, I made a choice. Uh, Fair. And and you continue along to your father's shop. Uh, you, you can tell that the, like, the kind of early summer warmth is starting to take its toll on the snow. Uh, that it is starting to melt away a little bit, but you know you're you're still kind of having a trudge. Trudge, yeah. Uh, but you eventually get to the courtyard that has your father shopping it. So what do you want to do? To the chap. Okay. Uh, is well, there still a light I, on? That was obvious. No, there is not any lights on now. Hmm. I'll knock even again. The, even the dim light that you saw earlier, that that has been extinguished. I'll knock again just to make sure. Okay. Uh, you get no answer. Try the door. Hey, the door is locked. Okay. Um. <sighs> do, do, do you not... Do you have a, a secret key? I, I I don't have a key. <laughs> Technically, Lenora has his key. That's like throwing a brick through the window. <laughs> so Harkos, in, in, in this tell-all version of Harkos that is very open about himself, he's... He asked Trevor that, and Trevor's like, "I I don't have a hidden key." And heart, I will. I'll pull out the the lock picking tools that I have because of my criminal background. And Harkos will go, "I have a key." Oh, I've um, not done this in years, which I shouldn't I'm, say out loud to Ken, but it's fair. <laughs> when the fuck else have I picked a lock in this campaign? I can't lie about that. Ken was well, here. All things considered, I don't think father will mind, so have at it. Okay. Alright, so before you do this, go ahead and roll me up a constitution saving throw, Harkos. Yeah. <laughs> That's not very nice, kid. That's not very nice what you're doing. Harkos is having some constitution problems, and you know this. Not tonight, he's not. That's a nat 20 plus 3. Alright. Uh, so I was going to give you disadvantage on this if you failed, uh, but I think that you're able to steal yourself and sober yourself up enough that your hands remain steady. So go ahead and roll a uh, sleight of hand. Okay. <sighs> Can uh, I do the help action with this? I got an 18 total. Okay. Now, Trevor. What? If you wanted to, you could try to use the help action, but I would really love a narrative reason 
that you're able to help him. I'd love to see what you come up with. The uh, the only the only thing I could logically think of is Trevor's watching and he's like, um, Hakos, I, I don't know exactly how to pick a lock, but I do know about metal and you're putting a lot of pressure on that pick. Maybe a little easier when you're trying to turn it. What do you think? Ah, fuck it. All right. He's All a right. good bu- he's a good bullshitter. So I get it, that means I get advantage, yeah. Yeah. That's what that yeah. that's what that means. Okay. So I got an 18 and an 18. So <laughs> <laughs> I rolled two 14s. <laughs> your your help was negligible. Yep. Yeah. You, no, uh, so so if that's if we want if we want to pay this out, if that's what Trevor does, Harkus is going to look away while still lockpicking. And I, I don't know that I've succeeded at the lockpick at all. So I I could very easily fuck this up right now. But Harkus is gonna look away while still doing it and go, Trevor, I'm I have, listen, I know what to, I was taught by pirates. Now, I may have only been two, but I was taught by pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Not critiquing, just trying to help. That's all. Uh, but you, you're fiddling around, you, you get everything in there, you start you start making your adjustments, and all those, you're flashing back to those memories of the pirates that were showing you these little tips and tricks. And, now, if uh, you ever find yourself some good booty, but you don't got the key, you <laughs> always got the key, boy. I don't know what booty is, but boy, am I excited! <laughs> <laughs> so that little that little memory flashes across your bird brain. Sorry, and, the world uh, build for you, can I apologize? I, I'm good with this. I like it. <laughs> uh, and you hear a click as the door unlocks. And I pat Harkos on the back. Ugh, you surprise me every day. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I appreciate it. Harkos spins his lockpick tools like a key and then puts it back in his bag. <laughs> did you? The- uh, did you take? Uh, or, or did did the criminal background give you uh, proficiency with thieves' tools? Uh. Hang on, I just. So I think you I, might I have actually. actually yeah, I think you you might have used. Uh, oh yeah, no tool proficiencies and one type of gaming set, and I put thieves tools. One type of gaming set, and I put cards, and then thieves as tools. Okay, yeah. So you, uh, yeah, you, you, you actually should have. So I would have had my proficiency on there, which would have been. Yeah, so, I mean, so it would have instead of an eighteen, it would have been a twenty-one. But yeah, so no. I mean, I, I did. I did fine either way. So yeah, you you succeeded either way. But uh, so yeah, you hear the click as the door unlocks. Um, into the shop. Okay, uh, you open up the door, uh, and you hear the soft creak of the old hinges as the door opens to the dark Iron Jaw family shop. Um, your dad's gonna kill us. In Father, the dark. if you're in here, I uh, it's just me, just letting you know. Now, Trevor. You you hearken back to a memory of when you were a 16-year-old full head of hair, Trevor, sneaking in <laughs> after your rendezvous with your old flame. No, I'm done. Okay. Uh, so you get no response. You hear okay. nothing. Okay. 
I was um, expecting a giggle and I got nothing and I'm really upset about it. I giggled. The mic must not have picked I, it up. I oh, laughed. Okay. okay. I didn't hear anything. I was very oh, sad. Really? I was like, well, that yeah. that fucking I, fell flat. That's yeah, I fine. Wonder, I wonder if there's a connectivity thing because I, I super fucking, I definitely laughed. Um, Mainly at the hair part, but I definitely laughed. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that. As soon as we get inside, definitely close the door. I was going to say, Argos okay. will turn around and lock the door behind us. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just a real simple, uh, real simple lock. So, you, and you were well versed in how locks work. Uh, <laughs> yes, well, he is. More, more imaginary <laughs> locks than anything. Harkos but... is proficient in locking doors. Honestly, we haven't added in a while. I think drunk Harkos does the one lock and goes, hmm, that was very satisfying and makes a bunch of noises. <laughs> and turns okay. around and... I feel safe check, now. Check the back room first. Uh, like where uh, Avalon was? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah. Okay, uh, so you go and pop open the back room. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check for me. Do you, want, do you want both of us or just Trevor? Yeah, Trevor was opening the door, so. Cool beans. That is a 17 total. Okay. As you put your hand on it and you turn the handle and you start to, to push the door, you notice that there's something attached to the door. Oh. Perhaps a trap. 
uh, that you you uh, I'll, I'll give you this that as you like kind of start to move it, you see a very fine piece of wire is attached uh, to the bottom of the door, feeding inside. Oh. We'll just close that back up. <laughs> um, I would say Trevor has zero desire to try to disarm a trap. And if it's there, it's for a reason. So we're not, I'm not going to mess with that. <laughs> I ain't going to fuck with it. <laughs> Look, I got lucky with that door. Let's be honest here. So I I ain't about to fuck but, around with some iron jaw so, mechanation trap. So so you see him pull the door a little and then he stops and then he go he slowly closes the door and he goes, and perhaps we leave that door closed. Seems we're not meant to go that way. Oh okay. Um Drunk Harkos just throws the door open. I wanna see. Yeah, what did you see that I couldn't? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so what do you want to do from here? Um, what a, what about Father's sword? Where did he take it from? Uh, well, he, like, you went saw him. stairs or something, right? He yeah. Rummaging around? Yeah. Yeah, he just disappeared on us and came back with it. So I'll, I'll go looking for it. Are you heading up to, like, the second floor? Yeah. Like where kind of where he went into. Yeah. Uh, OK, so you head up the stairs uh, and uh, keeping the lights off because I got my dark vision helm. OK. And I are you trying to be sneaky with this or what are you doing? Well, I mean, I'm not trying to make a shit ton of noise, but I wouldn't say he's like, you know, tiptoeing either. So why don't you roll uh, a, why don't you roll a stealth check just to see how much of a racket you are making? I'm a loud fucker. That's a four. Jesus. Cool. Uh, so you head up the stairs and they're creaky as fuck. Like when your dad went up them, it didn't seem that bad. But man, you were hitting every spot. And it's making you think that maybe dad needs to take care of these stairs a little bit better. But, <laughs> right. Uh. You, you get up uh, to the landing and head over to the door that you saw him go into. Uh, Carefully opening the door now that I know that uh, the other one had okay. extras. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll for it. There's nothing uh, There's nothing attached to this door like there was that one. Okay. Uh, so you pop the door open uh, and take a look into a storage room uh, that there is a ton of of different pieces of weapon weaponry and armor that are all stored in here. Uh, <clears throat> you see uh, most of them look almost like failed projects. Like maybe they were uh, like, uh, as an example, there is a uh, <clears throat> man, my throat's getting weird. Uh, there's a, uh, like a great sword that's sitting on a shelf that there was a very intricate pattern in the hilt at, and it seemed like it just it doesn't look quite right. Like it was kind of like a failure in an experimentation. Huh. Uh, and so it's just kind of sitting on a shelf here. Uh, and you see a whole bunch of different pieces that are like that. You see armor that like etching is like halfway done, but 
looks like something went wrong. Uh-huh. And and so now it now it lives here. Uh but you don't you don't see the sword like right away. Okay. I'll go into the room. Okay. Well, you're in the room, but oh, uh, again, okay. you, yeah, you don't you don't see the you don't see this sword sitting around. Like maybe, out in the open. Maybe, maybe, I was gonna say maybe maybe look for a, a hidden compartment or something. Okay. Roll investigation. That's a 17 on the die, and I have oh, a plus zero, so 17. Okay, uh, so you're kind of searching through some of these piles and stacks of stuff, uh, and you almost an accident, like you kind of brush your gauntlet up against part of the wall, and you hear a hollow thud as you do it. Yeah. It makes it seem like that there's maybe like something behind this. So check for a loose spot. Hey. Uh, you kind of fiddle around and you f- you find a little hole where you can get a, a finger into to to pop off a board on this wall. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Hey, so you pop it, and yep. inside there there is a uh, large piece of fabric wrapped around something uh, long and thin. Take it out. Hey, you take it out, check it. It's the yep. sword. Sweet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take that, okay, and and equipeth it. You um, you, all right. G- hit Control E to equip it. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna right click. It should throw it right in my right in my oh, equip okay, slot. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, so you you <laughs> you click it. You unequip Veldra's sword yeah. and equip this one. Uh, and it is unidentified. So unfortunately, you do not know what it do. Well, funny thing, that being. I have the identify spell. And I'm not joking. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to cast it? Why not? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Give me one second here, because I got to look at the, the verbiage of identify. You want me to read it to you? Oh, do you have it right there? Yep. Yeah, go ahead. It says you choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you can learn its proper or you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use and how many charges it has. If any, you learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. If you instead touch a creature throughout the casting, you learn what spells, if any, are currently affecting it. Okay. Uh, so you cast identify on the sword uh, and I think that you get some interesting narrative pieces of information from doing this uh, and that I will describe uh, forthwith uh, the feeling that you get from this weapon is the exact same feeling that you get when you've done this kind of stuff to Ardenit. oh it's it's not the same but it's close but it's close enough I uh, even down to like the composition of the metal that that you and you know enough about this kind of stuff that 
you get that from this spell. That so the composition of it, the, the so material. Like the, the same that I use to make the, the basic Ardenim. Yes. It's basically like that it was shaped into a sword instead of a hammer. A hammer. Huh. Uh, but in terms of magical properties, it is a plus one greatsword. Plus one greatsword. But it seems flexible. Interesting. Uh, that it, I don't know how better to describe it other than flexible. So the basic idea is here that it can be used. It, it has the versatile property that it can be used one-handed like a longsword. Uh-huh. But when wielded with two hands, or it does 1d8 as as a longsword, but when wielded with two hands, that it jumps up to greatsword damage, so 2d6. Oh, nice. That's one of the special properties with this. Uh, it does also carry a plus one magic bonus. And uh, that's that's it for now. Okay. Is it's I, I think that you get the impression that your your dad fiddled with this, maybe unconsciously after forging it, because like I said, he kind of woke up and there it was. Uh, because there's definitely magic that's been imbued into it. Not the same way that you did with like the Dragon Rock, but right. there's some sort of magic that's been infused, which wasn't present with Ardenim other than just its crafting. Right. Uh, that something more has been done to this to put it where it's at. So there you go. Sweet. I'm going to go back downstairs and give uh, Veldra's sword back to Harkos. Okay. Uh, you loot share and give the sword to him. <laughs> Thank you. So what do you want to do now? Uh, I almost feel like we just kind of hide out here for the moment. Like, maybe? Uh, you hear a tap, tap, tap on the door. Like the front door. Looking at the door. Tap, tap, tap. I'll go to the to the door. Okay. Do you open it? Yeah. Okay. Kingsley flies in. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, he he flies in. He takes a loop around the the inside of the shop, and then he comes down, and lands on your shoulder, and he has a piece of parchment in his beak. I will pat him on the head and say thank you so much, friend. And, and take the the parchment. He, he just he caws while he does it. Just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so you take the note and you it's just a, a fairly small piece of parchment uh, that at the top of it is written in a, a fairly nice, like kind of clean hand. Uh that it's from Lenara. 
and uh-huh. she writes back saying, you better not disappear on me. I better see you tomorrow. Uh-huh. And then at the bottom, there is a much rougher scrawled hand <laughs> that says, tell Harkos the same damn thing. I'd better see him tomorrow. XOXO. <laughs> what's, it, what's it say? So, so I'm reading it and I get, I'm like, hmm, okay. And I kind of scroll it back up and, and stick it in a, in a, in the bag. Um, the, the ladies say that, uh, they hope we're okay. And, <clears throat> well, it seemed like very passive threats were made that we had better see them tomorrow. Oh, Yes. Um, so don't die then. Don't. I think that's always the goal. You would lead me to believe I'm, differently. Sometimes. I'm not very good at it. I understand. I but <laughs> not very the goal, good. Nonetheless, you, you, you died twice in a magic dream within five minutes of itself. <laughs> So um, what are you, how are you, are, are you just going to hunker here for the night? Or what do you want to do? I think so. What do you yeah, think? I'm, I'm extremely fucking paranoid, as always. So I'm on board with this plan, as I was uh, last recording session when you, when you messaged me afterwards. Makes a lot of sense. However... This is purely dependent on the fact that bad guys got sent after us because we pissed off the wrong people. Right, right. It's also dependent on the fact that they don't know what we showed up on. Right. But the argument could be made that they already do know what we showed up on because ruffians found us right after we disembarked. That were sent by Lord T if we're to believe that Lord T is Tyrellian. Well, we were... And we were away from the ship. But still, we don't know when they clocked us, you know? That's fair. Because, I, so I'm, I'm like, in the camp that we shouldn't go back. I'm also in the camp that, like, nothing bad has happened yet, which makes me wonder what's going to happen to the boat while we're not there. Uh, oh, I didn't even right, think of right, that! Right, because if they do know, and Ken is planning something bad, we're going to be safe over here, and he's going to and shit happens in the world, whether we're there or not, and we're going to show up the next day, you, know, you get there, the Brava's in Ash. And I'll ask, who's Ash, and how do you fit the Brava in him, number one, and then we'll all laugh, and then I'll cry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know what to do, and that would honestly... Uh, I think Harkos would have have that like moment in 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 his m- brief uh, clarity every now and again, where he'd bring up he goes so. I mean, we could stay here, and we'd probably be relatively safe. But that's if they don't know the what how we got here. There's. A very real chance that they do know and that they are there now or on the it's a real Sophie's choice whatever that is uh, 
I mean, you I, do have the thought I, that Captain Kirby must be an accomplished warrior. Oh, he must be able to protect the people on the <laughs> ship. I mean, I, he, is a, he is a man among boys. If you just look at... Mm. All right, I was on the, I was okay. on the page no, with you, on, and then you lost on, me. Hang on. No, Ken makes a valid point. However... He'd probably be more inclined to be in a good mood and save his people if he hadn't been fucking ditched and sad and alone and probably drowning his sorrows away from the ship. But, you know, no one wanted to take him out. So I'm sure he's nowhere near his crew. Oh, my God. So he could be the biggest man's man there is. I guarantee you he's having a sad fucking night. He's probably snowed in somewhere alone, cheating at cards with himself. Well, okay. I so, mean, I don't know that there's a good out here. There's uh, not. There's this not. is also us being super paranoid that Ken's going to do something now. We don't know that yeah. he's going to do something now. So, so, so there's there's not a good out. But but Harkos made a valid point that Trevor hadn't thought of yet. So, um, um, well. Hakos, I've been kind of dragging you with me on my little fetch quest here, so do you think we should we should head back? I'm I was just thinking on if they didn't know what we came in on, but you're right, there's nothing saying that they don't. Trevor, I may be on the downswing of everything that I've been doing to my body this evening. Um, But I can't shake the feeling that despite our best efforts to do good, bad follows us, then there's a lot of good people on that boat. Ship, ship, he said ship. Then, then we go. And if, if this is the wrong choice and we do get followed, I mean, we've, we've been a wall before. Agreed. And I've sure, I'm sure we've dealt with far worse than what they can throw at us. All right. Onward. So you're heading to the Brava. Yes. Yep. Okay. We'll lock up Dad's shot before we leave. Yes. And there you go. Catching on. I... <laughs> it only took fucking five years, but it's fine. <laughs> you didn't uh, say so you were doing that. It was implied, but you didn't say it. So you leave, uh, you get the uh, you get the Iron Jaw family shop all locked back up and tidied. Uh, but I'll throw that's, out there that's not important. that uh, it is very obvious that somebody came up to the door in all the snow. I okay, so that that I won't uh, ignore it then because I was just about to say. Does Trevor want to leave 
that I feel like Hargos would be like, do we want to leave a note saying that we were here and you took the sword? No. So you just want your dad to think that someone broke in and took shit? Ah, fuck. Yeah, alright, yeah, you're right. You say fucking rebel, Trevor. You're right, I should. So yeah, he'll... Trevor will leave a note then. Okay. Stating that we were there and I, uh, borrowed, in quotations, his sword. All right. You write the note, leave it. Uh, do you just like leave it on the counter? Like the work counter? I, you know what I want to do? No, I don't want to leave it on the work counter. I'm going to slightly pull that door open again and then drop it inside the door. Okay. Like the, the back room door. Yeah. The one that's trapped with Avalon. Okay. I, okay. So yeah, you, you slide it open real gentle. You drop the note in, you close it on up. Uh, and then you depart for the brothel. Uh, so you make your way back the same route that you've taken uh, to and fro this location before. As you pass back, well, oh, sorry, no, the, 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 the footprints to the door thing just clicked in my head again. Which way did they lead? They were your footprints. Oh, you did not yeah. see another that's, set of footprints. That, that's, oh, okay. that's what okay. he was saying, is that it's going to be very obvious that someone came okay. up to the I, door my, my brain took after that the wrong. snow stopped. And, and I mean, that does bring up a relevant piece of information, though, is that you did not see footprints leading away. You just, it was your footprints coming up to the door. Right. Which means either dad left before the snow or he was still in there. So, I suppose we'll find out. But yeah, I, I took your the footprints thing the wrong way. But anyways, onwards. Alright, so you make your way back to the Brava along the same route that you've taken. Uh, the same place that you fought the, uh, the brigands earlier, that you pass through and you see the same... Uh, I, I, I always want to say fucking Khajiit. Fucking kills me. Uh, tabaxi. The, tabaxi. Uh, you see the same Tabaxi is uh, bundled up, sitting in a chair in front of his home. And he gives you a nod as you pass by. Give him a nod. Uh, so you pass by, you pass by your little scuffle area from earlier and continue on towards the brothel. Uh, so set the scene for you here. <clears throat> uh, Rob is all docked up where you left it. Uh, all of the cargo that you uh, that was being unloaded when you arrived and then when you came back before your dates uh, has all been cleared out and looks like uh, looks really empty right now that there's not anything that's like being prepared to bring in or anything like that. I, I think you get the sense that every after this was done, everybody kind of just took the night. And mm-hmm. like they said, they were going to be here for at least a few days. So maybe the, the 
the reload will happen probably in the next day or so. Uh, go ahead and both of you roll perception checks for me. Uh, 21. Um. <laughs> Not a 21. Um, was a 11. Okay. Uh, so as you make your way up to the vessel, uh, I, you're not seeing anything that seems out of place. You notice that all the cargo has been cleared out. Uh, there is uh, one of the crew members is uh, kind of doing rounds around the, the uh, top deck of the Brava, but you don't see anything that like looks out of place. Nothing that seems off. It's a very ominous perception roll to not see anything. <laughs> Sometimes I just got to keep you on your toes. Um. So, okay. So, since I can speak to Kingsley telepathically, I'm going to ask him if this was how it was when he brought the letter. Have I talked for Kingsley before? Not no, because I've never he's talked only, to him telepathically. He's, he's only ever, you've only ever called. So, okay, here, I'll, I'll repeat it. So, again, telepathically. Um, Kingsley, I know we don't normally do this, but is this what it looked like when you brought Lenara the note? Oi, this is the first time in all this time that you've had me that you've actually talked to me, and I'm kind of upset about it. No, that's not it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to do it. I saw the opportunity and I, I took it. I was so on board because I felt like Trevor was going to hate it. Or Brad, <laughs> Brad rather. Not Trevor. Yes, we truly have never communicated this way before, have we? We have not. But I, I apologize. I am not used to this. This is strange to me. I'm used to those who I partnered with having much better communication skills with me than you. I am very sorry. You should be. <laughs> but getting fucking told. Judgy ass bird. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but in reference to your question about the state of the ship, yes, this is how I saw and how I left it. It may be a few less people than there were before, but maybe there was two that were doing rounds, but it's getting late. I'm sure that they're tired. Whoa. Okay. So the guy doing rounds, do we notice, do we know him? I mean, somebody that you've seen on the ship before. Okay. That's, that was, yeah, it's not a stranger. Okay. So I guess um, I'll head. I'll try to find Lenara. Okay. Uh, so you head on board. Uh, the 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 guard, for lack of a better word, uh, will greet you as you come on board. Oh, uh, welcome back. Uh, are you gonna be staying? Um, here with we, us? we aren't 
exactly sure you just yet. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, the, the captain said that you were free to come and go as you please. He actually made a really oddly specific note of it before he left, but, you know. Eh. Uh, he's not on the ship? Oh, no. Uh, he's uh, he's out uh, on his uh, leave, I guess. Oh, no. I don't know what weird terms he is, uses, but no, he's he's not on board right now. Is, is that normal? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he, um, Typically, he'll be gone for like the first night and then most of the second, and then he'll stumble in. Little worse for the wear on the second night. Okay. Um, uh, thank you. I've just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Yeah, no, I haven't had any uh, strange visitors or, uh, you know, folks come calling in the night other than uh, other than the two of you and uh, uh, Lenara and Evelyn and you know some of the others all came back from from their adventures this evening but haven't seen anybody else. It was a bird that came in. Oh, oh that bird. But yeah, no uh, uh, everything's been fine so far. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to go look for Lenara. Okay. Uh, I, I think Harkos, um, it would opt to stay on deck and help do rounds with this guy. Okay. Oh, hey, you're, are you wanting to help me? Um, yes, please. Uh, do, should we do separate or together or do you care? <laughs> Alternating or... Oh, we could walk together. I'm still... Recovering. Don't you have like a flu or something? No, not quite. (laughs) Okay, I I heard that there was uh, there was some nasty flu going around. I was just worried, you know. I didn't want to be that close to you if I was going to be catching something. My immune system ain't what it once was. (laughs) So so they start to make their rounds, and Harkos goes, "It wasn't the flu; it was a date." And he goes, Harkos just goes into his fucking rant about, uh, or not rant, but like recount of of his his pirate date escapades (laughs) to this poor innocent soul. (laughs) He he appears overwhelmed. Uh, Trevor, where are you searching for Lenara? You said she had her own quarters, didn't you? Yes. There. Okay. Uh, so you head there and check and uh, bed and everything is empty. You uh, like, are you going in or are you just like knocking? Uh, mm. Probably should have asked that question first. I'm, I'm you know, uh, hey, I'm going to roll it. Okay, so not thinking, he's just gonna fling the door open. All right, so that makes it easier. You you fling the door open. Uh, her quarters are empty. Uh, it's a decent sized room. There's enough room for. There's a bed. There's a pretty decent sized desk, uh, along with uh, like a couple of chests that are are laid around on the on the floor in here. Uh, on the uh, 
on the desk, you see there's a couple of pieces of parchment with uh, an inkwell and quill, uh, obviously from the return note that she sent you. Uh, you see the uh, the gown that she was wearing, along with the pieces of jewelry, are uh, all kind of like still out. Uh, the the dress is kind of thrown on top of the bed. The jewelry and stuff is is laid on top of the desk, uh, but no Lenara. So. I don't know if there's other people around. So, like, when he flung the door open, hey, Lenara, Lenara. Oh. Uh, at, at current, uh, either everybody is either off ship, uh, or asleep at this point. Uh, I guess go back upstairs and ask the guard. What the uh, fuck are you going to so, ask me? <laughs> what do you have to ask me? <laughs> so, so when I, when I get back up there, um, it, you, you said nothing strange has happened when Lenara came back. Did she leave again? Oh, no. Uh, I saw her go below deck and uh, then saw the bird come in. And then the bird left, and then I haven't seen her since then. Um, is there? Uh, but maybe I just didn't look well enough. I'm gonna head back down below deck again. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna start looking like everywhere. Okay. Uh, so you start searching through, uh, and there's there's only a few, like, cabins, like, uh, you know, that you've got the captain's quarters, you've got Lenara's right. uh, smaller first mate quarters, there's a couple other assorted ones, but they're, you know, a little bit smaller than hers. Uh, but for the most part, it seems like, you know, it's the hammock type situation for, for right. most, of the, most of the crew. Uh, so you kind of, like, pop your head in some of these, and, and you see the... Uh, you see the hammock set up with lots of snores and various guttural noises as people are sleeping. Uh, and uh, after you kind of search around those rooms, you go down another deck and you get into the uh, like kind of the guts of the ship and the storage. Uh, and you've searched everywhere and you can't find her. And then you find a door. I. Uh, it's probably some storage room, but you see it and you're like, oh, shit, I haven't checked there yet. Uh, but you head over to the door, you pop it open, and inside is Lenara. And like, as soon as you pop the door open, you see a flurry of movement, and then a cloaked black figure is behind her with a deadly looking blade held up to her throat and as you look in on this scene the figure in the black cloak takes its free hand and moves it up to its lips in a hush and that's where we're going to call it for tonight I'm quite literally shaking over here. 
I'm so sorry. Oh, buddy. I'm so sorry. I'm not, but I am. Wow. So, thank you all for joining us at our table. Uh, If you're enjoying what you're listening to, we would kindly ask that you show us some support. Uh, We have a couple of different ways that you can do that. The first way is through our Patreon. We are good warlocks, good little warlocks. And we offer up sacrifices to our patrons, depending on the tier of support that they choose. Uh, If Patreon is not so much your thing, you could do something as simple as just buying us a coffee. If you go to ko-fi.com, you search for Rolling in the Geek, you can do a one-time donation there. Brad, where can these fine folks get in touch with us? In a closet with a black figure behind us. A cloaked, a dark cloaked figure behind us. (laughs) (laughs) A little flustered, give me a second. (laughs) Center. Center yourself. Man. Whew. You can subscribe to our newsletter on our website at ritgeekpodcast.com to keep up with all things Rolling in the Geek. Or you can find us on any of your favorite ear bacon stations. Uh, Also, we're very active on Twitter. And if you want to talk to a bunch of rad content creators, podcasters, artists, and all-around cool people, you can join us in the Underground Oracle Discord through the link on our website. Thank you very much, Brad. Nick, this week... You are the sound rogue assassin of sound. Hmm. Weird how that was the choice you made. Yeah, it is weird how (laughs) that's the choice that I made. So Uh, strange. In the shadows, you draw your steely blade. And with a flash, you cut out sniffles and vape (laughs) and cat meows. Can you please lather that dagger in poison and stab us something fun to go out on? Um, it's uh, Hootie Who from Nick and Harkos as um, <clears throat> we semi-confidently stride through episode 85. <laughs> Um, tune in next week when uh, the shock of all that I'm sure all the bad that will unfold will be next in episode 86 uh, you know I was kind of excited about this week's song and now I'm just in I'm in a bad place so <laughs> this week's song um I've I've went to a well that I've not tapped very often uh, per things that Ken has mentioned to me. Um, so this is a a, a musical number uh, that I've redone to be about nerd stuff. Well, actually, specifically ribbon. Um, <sighs> yeah, no, that's all the build up. Without further ado, um, here's the parody for episode 85. Please do enjoy. (sighs) 
I fear the dragons. <laughs> I fear them. They are all convinced that you're dead, even though we've seen many of you. Sucks that they are all mistaken about dragons. We'll hunt you, dragons. We'll hunt you. They don't understand, but we do. Even now you're growing stronger. There's a war swelling all around you. <sighs> you can feel the tension in the air. <laughs> all right, there's a, there's a big finish. <clears throat> we know there are dragons. And someday we'll fight you. Till we meet you, then we will prepare. Fight the B team if you frickin' dare. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Fucking loved it. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank you so much. I, I don't know why I was expecting Sound of Music. Oh, I should do like, sound I could do Sound of Music. How was, I could do Sound of it's Music. The, the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> you are level two going on level three. <laughs> Maybe it's time to think. Maybe it's time to spec. <laughs> Will you be Totem or maybe Wild Mage? <laughs> Give it a solid thing. Yeah, I can fight this one. That's beautiful. of the HMS Pissarro. Uh, I'm trapped in deep space. They got the engines. The ship's in trouble. Uh, I don't even know where I am. I don't even know if anyone's gonna hear this. Captain Harkos, I'm picking up the ship incoming. Well, can you hail him? Can you get him over here, please? No. It appears that communications are offline. But it does appear that the ship is the HMS Angel. Oh, Trevor, it fucking figures. Just signal him somehow, please. We're running out of air. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.